Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, I feel like this needs to stop. Uh, all kinds of companies uh, that uh, set up at airports and you know, break bakeries, coffee shops, sports stadiums have now introduced the self-serve tipping option. You know, where customers can leave tips and they, you know, typically leave 20%, but they have, you can also adjust it to whatever you want. And I talked a little bit about this when I did my story about going to Sonic and how they screwed up the order and how Sonic asks for the tip prior to you getting your goods and service. So, I mean, I, I feel like, okay, so if you have the tip option on there, my, my, Theory was that you need to give a tip so that you get the correct order and they feel like no matter what it is, at least it shows up that they got a tip. So they are going to work better on your order. But if I'm ordering something that I haven't received yet, why should I leave a tip? I just don't understand. And I know that customers are reporting that they feel obligated to leave a tip. And yeah, they should, because I feel like they, like me, feel like if I don't leave a tip, you know, somebody's going to spit in my coffee <laughs> or not give me the freshest cinnamon roll. Give me the one that's up front, the day old cinnamon roll. You didn't leave a tip. This is the one you get. So I also like the idea, if they're going to do this, that they put on the screen where the tip money goes. We just assume that that tip money is going to either our server or it goes into a pile and all the servers split the tip. I don't know that I actually like that idea either. I like the idea of you give me good service and I tip you for it. You know, the argument of all oh, those, the restaurants should go ahead and pay their employees more. I know, I know, but that bridge has pretty much been crossed. It's not going to happen. So they, I just don't, I, I, it's an, enough already. If I'm at a grocery store, a coffee shop, whatever, I just feel like you asking me uh, means that you expect it. And I don't know that I like that at all. We're already paying higher prices for everything. And now you want me to give you a tip before I even get the product or the customer interaction? How about no? How about no? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, I can't get the tipping stuff out of my head. So a lot of the screens have a separate screen that pops up. And if you've been shopping at these places or do business with these places, you know of what I'm talking about. So it comes up that, uh, you know, you, you want to leave a tip, whether it's a dollar or 20% or 10% or, you know, you want to leave a certain amount, you can customize it. Or it says, uh, you know, you want to leave the change that's left if your order is, uh, you know, 43 cents, you want to leave the rest, the other 57 cents, you know, as a tip, fine. But 
it also you feel obligated when it's a separate screen you know where you can't where you have to click either a tip or no tip so instead of just having the tip there available to do you have to decide and make a choice on that screen which we feel like is being read you know behind the scenes yep customer you know 100 uh, said no tip so they get the bad service it's just strange to me and the whole the whole tipping thing is uh you know i, I feel obligated anyway it's now 20 percent when you're out uh eating dinner but at the, my point on that is that at least at a restaurant I'm paying and leaving a tip after the service and goods have been provided so I can decide whether it was worthy or not. Most of these places, uh, Sonic in particular, are asking you for a tip prior to giving you any service at all. (laughs) I mean, well, they have taken your order. I'm sorry. Someone or some computer has taken your order through us through a screen so i mean that's got to be worth something right okay so what did rudy giuliani do what is this guy this guy was on a pedestal of the mayor of new york city he cleaned the city up after 9 11 he was there and then he went to work with donald trump and how dare he even talk to Donald Trump. Well, now Rudy Giuliani, who is 78, is seeing another case, a $10 million sexual assault lawsuit against him. Incredible. This is Noelle Dumfrey, a writer and business consultant, said she was retained for business development work and other work by Giuliani in 2019. She claims they had a physical relationship. She was fired in 2021. She sued him for sexual harassment and toxic work environment. And she only wants $10 million. (laughs) Of course, Giuliani has categorically denied all of the allegations in this, what he calls a frivolous complaint. She claims that he insisted she work from his apartment, demanded that she work naked, in a bikini or in short shorts with an American flag on them that he bought for her, claims Giuliani would bombard her with calls and text messages. She said she recorded many of their conversations. Uh, She claims including one that happened in 2019 in which Giuliani told her he could get in trouble with underage girls if they were 16 but looked 20. Yeah, I mean, we all know that. Why is that? Is that a bad thing that he said that to you? I'm not really sure what you're insinuating there. I know what he's, she's trying to insinuate. I got it. But she claimed, and she also claims that he owes her $2 million in unpaid wages. So I don't know what has happened to Rudy Giuliani, but because he was hooked up with Donald Trump, you can't have that. And that will not, that will not stand. So now she's going after him, this Dumfrey. Uh, Really, really strange. Now, look, I don't know Rudy Giuliani. I just know him from what I see in the media. So I don't know if he, what kind of guy he is. I'm just assuming that he's not this kind of guy. I know. She claimed that he hired her for a million dollars a year. 
and promised free legal advice for a domestic violence case she was fighting. But he said that I can't pay you right away because I'm in a divorce battle right now. So she agreed to it. She said in the story, I reluctantly agreed to it. Oh, okay. Did you? All right. But she viewed the job, the salary and free legal representation as being worth the wait. She alleges the sexual harassment began immediately. Okay. She said that uh, Giuliani was rarely sober (laughs) and relied heavily on Viagra. (laughs) Okay. All right. She worked under the constant threat that Giuliani might demand sex from her at any moment. Really? I mean... Okay. She alleged that uh, she never consented to intercourse, but she eventually stopped resisting because it was clear that he would not stop pursuing her. So, I mean, it's the power dynamic. All right. It's absolutely the power dynamic. She claimed that Giuliani liked to insult her during sex and was fascinated by BDSM, wanting her to watch films and shows with such scenes in them. She claims she traveled with him. Uh, her Instagram shows her meeting uh, MAGA figures, such as Ivanka and Junior, as well as uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle and Mike Pence. Just amazing. I, I find this really hard to believe, but uh, that's out there now. And she claimed he suffers from chronic alcoholism, began drinking in the morning and continuing all day. He was rarely sober, and it was her job to make sure that he was a functioning alcoholic (laughs) so that it was her job to make sure he did not appear too drunk and if he became too drunk it was her job to remove him from the situation oh okay so good luck rudy good luck uh it's gonna be fascinating to see what happens in that case and i also see where our girl i know elizabeth holmes looks like she's going to jail she still had that case pending and that kept her out of jail but according to this according to a ruling from u.s district judge edward davila uh he ordered uh Elizabeth Holmes to pay $452 million in restitution to those she duped while building her hoax blood testing business. So she is being held jointly liable for that amount with her former lover and business partner, Ramesh Sunny Balawani, who started his 13-year prison sentence last month. So Rupert Murdoch looking to get some of his $125 million back, $105 million back. Uh, Oracle co-founder Larry Ellison, Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, former Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, they gave her millions. So good luck uh, getting your money back. <laughs> uh, they, got, they owe Walgreens money. Walgreens gave them, uh, they're supposed to pay Walgreens $40 million back. Um, Walgreens had given uh, Theranos $140 million. Uh, apparently, $100 million of that was an innovation fee, so you don't get that back. <laughs> She's supposed to pay $14.5 million to Safeway because the supermarket chain signed a contract with the blood testing startup to, and spent 
hundreds of million dollars in remodeling their stores to build patient service centers and they hired uh, they hired phlebotomists to do the job of something that was not going to happen so she's now owed uh, owed uh, she's supposed to pay 452 million in total i don't know where that money's going to come from maybe she's got some money buried in the backyard i don't know uh the co-conspirator belwani is worth about 85 million according to documents but i mean that's not even close to the money that they uh owe she was worth over four billion at one time i don't know how much money she actually has but uh she will be sentenced sometime in the future uh the judge uh said that the new date for her surrender will be set so she's still not in jail yet but she's on her way she is on her way i thought for sure that she was gonna end up not going to jail but no that doesn't seem to be the case all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately All right, so those of you that have been asking for it, it's now going to happen. After years and years of teasing that it would happen, ABC has finally given the green light to the long-awaited senior citizen of The Bachelor. (laughs) The Golden Bachelor. Yay! The leading man has yet to be announced and is a cast of female suitors will be announced at a later date. So this has got to have something to do with the writer's strike, right? Because they've got this show uh, on the table and they can do it with uh, more freewheeling and less writing. It's showcasing a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. The network synopsis says a, a hopeless romantic is given a second chance of love in search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. The woman arriving, the women, I'm sorry, the women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. In the end, will our golden man turn the page to start a new chapter with the woman of his dreams? <laughs> so, yay! Yeah, they want that unscripted content. So that's happening, the Golden Bachelor. Now, it uh, under the Bachelor umbrella, the Bachelor in Paradise will air its ninth season in the fall. Wow. And the Golden Bachelor will air Monday nights after Dancing with the Stars. And Bachelor in Paradise will air Tuesday nights in the fall. So the Bachelor, I guess uh, that doesn't come back for a while yet. Not real sure when The Bachelor, just The Bachelor, makes its mark back on television. But who cares? Because you will have The Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sad thing is, probably have to watch a few clips from that. 
and all these networks uh now that uh, are making decisions on shows getting the green light or getting uh you know getting the axe with the writer's strike there's plenty of shows that maybe were on the bubble that you think ah maybe we could bring them back and uh you know renew them and something will happen with them how about no uh there's a writer's strike going on yeah no you're gonna have to uh you have to you know take a hike i see where um uh fire country is coming back right let's see the network uh nbc said or i'm sorry cbs that only half of its shows survived fire country uh so help me todd east new york and true lies premiered this season and they were pulled in new phantom and just wasn't enough so they get the axe wow Fire Country, I thought, was a big hit for them. But that's getting the axe? Holy cow. So help me, Todd. East New York, True Lies. Those three shows uh, were not good. But uh, Fire Country was not bad. I thought that show would at least get another season. Interesting. Interesting. That's CBS. So you're looking at NCIS and Blue Bloods. So I'm surprised that uh, Fire Country got the axe. So SEAL Team... Oh, that's right. Uh, Dingleberry from Fire Country was on SEAL Team. So I guess, and it was between SWAT and Blue Blood. So, I mean, it was a time slot hit. So guess not. Have a nice day. Take care. (laughs) Good to see you. East New York was terrible. Uh, Just terrible. Um, According to this, so help me, Todd stays? No way. That show was terrible. True Lies, terrible. So anyway, with the writer strike, some of these other shows that are considered safe will be on the block. You can count on that. I talked about uh, ABC, right? They uh, first, my man, uh, they were cutting a bunch of shows, but Will Trent made the cut, which I'm happy about. I really like that show a lot. And CBS has the FBI's. Those shows aren't going anywhere, right? They, they love those shows and they can put in a whole lot of woke stuff in the FBI and FBI International and uh, FBI Most Wanted. I'm surprised Most Wanted has lasted because uh, their main star left and they brought in the new guy. And he really isn't a new guy, Dylan McDermott. But uh, he, this is a pretty woke uh, way to go. But they do go after some kind of bad guys, as they all do on every FBI. Anyway, those are some, I would venture to say that there's a whole bunch of shows uh, counting on the writers working out a deal very soon. Hey, you know, I did watch a man called Otto. That's available. It was either on Prime or Netflix. I don't know where it was at. And I watched Air, which was uh, either on Netflix or Prime, one of the two. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed them both, actually. Uh, Air is about Michael Jordan and Nike and how that deal got started. And it's with Michael, but without Michael. And uh, we may have talked about it already because uh, I enjoyed it. It was, it, it was with uh, What's-Her-Face played Michael's mom. Viola Davis, who did great. I mean, she's always great. Matt Damon was in it. Uh, Affleck, of course, was in it. Jason Bateman, he was great in it. I mean, everybody, I enjoyed everyone in the in the movie. And it was fun. I, although Affleck kind of annoyed me, but he's been Affleck. And so, I don't know, whatever. And then A Man Called Otto with uh, Tom Hanks was really good. Uh, they, they covered all the woke bases, but they did it in uh, a good way, I thought. 
so if you have a chance to see a man called Otto, and it's about a guy, an old man who loses his wife, and he's struggling, and he wants to commit suicide, but he doesn't end up committing suicide, and uh, it's, it was just this interesting uh, how he struggled with being without his wife, and how the friends came in to help him, and it's well worth the watch. Tom Hanks, another outstanding job. That's what I'm talking about media, getting the axe. I see where Vice Media has officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. So they have officially filed for Chapter 11. Now, a group of creditors, including Fortress Investment Group, Soros Fund Management, and Monroe Capital. You're all familiar with those investment groups. I mean, hello, those creditors. Uh, submitted a conditional $225 million credit bid to secure most of the company's assets and would assume significant liabilities. Wow. I mean, Vice was valued at $5.7 billion. I don't know if I ever believed that, but they certainly were valued that, so others definitely believed that. Uh, with you know whether assets and liabilities are now valued between 500 million and a billion the lenders have also agreed to lend an additional 20 million to keep the publisher operational while it works to find a buyer which could be completed within two to three months so if any of the creditors fortress investment group soros fund management and or monroe capital would like to i don't know give me an additional 20 million dollars to remain operational i'd be happy to give it a shot (laughs) i'm going to remain operational anyway but if you want to give me the 20 million i'm all for it (laughs) i mean vice news was such a huge thing for a while and there's no question about that but i mean they had their vice news tonight and they did uh, you know, they did the Dennis Rodman thing to North Korea for the basketball game. I mean, they did a lot of a lot of stuff that was was pretty fascinating. And they had some pretty decent behind-the-scenes shows and stuff. So, we'll see. I mean, it's just, it's too bad. But on, the, on one hand, it's too bad. And on the other hand, well, maybe you should have watched out. I mean, you guys were on top of the world. And then it didn't quite work out. But, and others would say it didn't quite work out. Or did it? today who died today first the bad news sap business ai won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in southeast asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity revolutionary technology real world results that's sap business ai the patriarch of britain's richest family hinduja well it's the hinduja brothers uh one of them uh, died in london at the age of 87 uh the family and it was worth over 28 billion dollars uh for the empire now apparently uh hinduja uh, I'm sorry, his name is uh, Sreslan P. Hinduja. He was, I uh, guess, dementia stricken, 
so he's been really struggling with that very sad uh he has finally died according (laughs) that's the family talking not me yeah he's finally dead uh he was 87 and so now we have uh we have the family. We'll uh, see what happens to the $28 billion. Well, it's actually 28 billion euros empire. So it's more. I mean, what, what 28 billion euros is. Uh, well, it's more than that in dollars, Jeff. Thank you. I appreciate it. So it's very sad. The whole Hinduja family is with a heavy heart as they announce the passing of Switzerland P. Hinduja, who is also known as SP dead at the age of 87 then we have a lady who thought she was gonna die uh she was stranded for five days and all she had to live on was wine and lollipops okay she said she uh, used the car heater to stay warm as temperatures dipped between the 30s and 40s in this remote area of australia the 48 year old woman who was stranded for as i said five days in the dench dense bushland of australia that sounds like fun yeah where you want to get stuck i don't know let's get stuck in the bushland where no one can hear me well there's no cell coverage and i'll just hang out yeah so she went on this trip didn't take any water with her she had some lollipops she called them lollies and she was going to visit her mother so she had purchased a bottle of wine for her mother she was going to give to her mother as a gift she said that she doesn't uh drink wine but that's all she had with her so she was headed up there and uh, she took a wrong turn and ended up stuck in the mud with no cell service and so she couldn't call for help and uh when she didn't call her family and letting them know that she reached her destination they became worried and notified police so emergency crews use helicopters and ground units to carry out extensive searches uh, of the region for four days now then they finally a helicopter finally spotted her outside in the brush waving her hand saying oh down here down here and they didn't locate her until thursday they kept looking and looking and finally the helicopter said hey isn't that a car over there in the dirt yes yes it is about 40 miles from the nearest town and so she's waving to get their attention and she finally uh did get their attention obviously and so she just survived on lollipops and wine for five days i don't know why you don't walk out i guess because you know you're in the middle of the bushland in australia knowing that there's no i mean the closest town is 40 miles you would have thought that during the day like sun up you start walking back toward the town that you saw 30 miles ago or 40 miles ago probably could have made it uh, by sometime at night i don't know i you know it's just me it's just me i don't know uh you get scared and she's stuck in the dense bushland in australia why not just hang out and have my lollies and wine for five days you see where in california a guy had his hand cut off by another person wielding a sword now this was in riverside california and apparently they uh last weekend as a matter of fact if you're listening live today is the 17th of may 2023 so last weekend mother's day weekend they found a severed human hand on the sidewalk the police were like oh i wonder where this came from (laughs) 
<laughs> and then later, the, uh, later that night, they received a call from the hospital. And the hospital said, hey, uh, we have a patient with a missing hand. Wondering if you guys know anything about that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we, we do. As a matter of fact, we have found uh, the hand of what appeared to be a crime scene. <laughs> I love the spokesperson from Riverside Police Department. Uh, they found the hand of what appeared to be a, a crime scene. And around the same time, an adult male in his 60s showed up at a local hospital missing a hand. This, of course, uh, related. You think? Err. So the guy is homeless. The man who had his hand cut off, which doesn't change. I mean, I'm not. Doesn't matter. You don't want to lose your hand. I got it. But apparently, he was in a fight with another guy who is homeless. And they had some kind of ongoing dispute. Probably, you know, who's sleeping in my box tonight? I don't know. But they don't say who the other guy is. So I don't think they know. Uh, the homeless guy without the hand is now saying, you know, was this other homeless guy that we've had a fight with? But they're not saying who. So it's just an ongoing dispute. Now, it doesn't say whether we tried to, you know, reattach the hand. Uh, I don't know how long that was laying on the sidewalk. I don't know how long it was till he went to the hospital. I don't know who's paying for the homeless guy's hospital bill. Probably, you know, the state of California, which ultimately means you and me. Uh, if you're living in the United States, but, uh, it's just, uh, it doesn't say anything about the reattachment. It just says, yeah, uh, yeah, you got your hand cut off. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, what happened? We found your hand. <laughs> uh, so you're in the hospital now. Yeah. Well, it's too late. Sorry. We've got your hand in a bag over here. What are you going to do? I know it's so strange. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, a couple of crimes that we need to speak about. The first is from a former Apple software engineer charged with stealing as if you know i say that like oh the guy i just got done talking about a guy who got his hand cut off yeah that's not a crime it was a homeless guy there's a homeless two homeless guys fighting Eh, don't worry about it but i'm talking about a real crime here former apple software engineer was charged with stealing apple's autonomous technology for a chinese self-driving car company Okay. Uh, Weibao Wang, W-E-I-B-A-O Wang, worked as a software engineer at Apple from 2016 to 2018. Wang worked on Apple's annotation team and was granted broad access to databases, which the Justice Department said could only be accessed by 2,700 of Apple's 135,000 employees. Wang is the third former Apple employee to be accused of stealing autonomous trade secrets for China. He's been charged with six separate counts involving the theft or attempted theft of Apple's entire autonomy source code, tracking systems, 
behavior planning for autonomous systems and descriptions of the hardware that was behind the systems. A year into his employment, four months before he quit his job at Apple, Wang accepted a job at the U.S.-based subsidiary of an unnamed Chinese company. I wonder who that could be and why it was unnamed. Anyway, uh, and that company was developing autonomous driving technology, and he began to siphon large amounts of sensitive commercial technology and source code. Wow. So in April of 2017, only 5,000 of Apple's 135,000 full-time employees had been informed about the project. So the DOJ indictment alleges uh, about 4% of the company. Okay. An even smaller segment had access to one or more of the databases Wang accessed. All right. Law enforcement executed a search of Wang's home on June 27, 2018, where they found large quantities of stolen confidential and proprietary data. Okay. Wang was able to uh, flee the country even after law enforcement executed the search, despite promising that he wouldn't. Wait, he told the Department of Justice, I'm not going anywhere, and they believed him. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, sure. That happens all the time. Apparently so. So he boarded a flight to China from San Francisco, and the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of California said, yeah, he's in China. And he's going to face 10 years in prison for each count if extradited and convicted. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, we, you know, we he said he wouldn't go, and then he went. Gosh darn it. <laughs> he lied to us. He knew he was in trouble, and he lied to us. Amazing. So the charges were announced as part of what they're calling a sweeping enforcement action led by a disruptive technology strike force. Four other cases were unveiled across the United States involving criminal behavior to supply Iranian forces with sensitive ballistic technology, Russian intelligence and research units with quantum technology, and sanctions violating exports. All right. The allegations against Wang come after another Apple employee, X-I-A-O-L-A-N-G. Xiaoling. Yeah, like I said, uh... Zhang, Z-H-A-N-G. So this Apple employee... Xiaoling. Yeah. Uh, pleaded guilty in San Jose Federal Court to a similar theft involving trade secrets in Apple's car division. Like Wang, Zhang had planned to flee to China. Both Zhang and Wang were working at Apple's autonomous division at the same time, and both left their employment in 2018. Another employee, Zhizhong Chen, was also facing federal charges over his alleged 2019 theft of sensitive information. Chen also attempted to flee to China, but his case is now proceeding in California federal court. So, <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, Wang, Zhang, and Chen, and uh, Wang and Zhang both uh well wang went to china wang made it zhang apparently didn't make it and neither did chen so wang uh, was the was the winner there very important to have a winning wang then in israel we have people arrested for trying to sneak in fruit roll-ups all right those bastards so, uh, they busted these people with 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups. 
Holy cow. So I watched the video and they are speaking Israeli, so there's no point in me playing it. But there's three huge suitcases or one carry-on and two regular bags full of fruit (laughs) roll-ups. And they claim now that this is not the first time. And they have uh, they've seized a total of 661 pounds of fruit roll-ups in the last week. I guess they're blaming this on the TikTok snack hack that uh, has been uh, viral for quite some time now. At least I, I thought it was. Where you wrap your ice cream in a fruit roll-up and then the fruit roll-up gets crispy. So it's kind of like a crunchy little snack with ice cream. Uh-uh, yum, 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 yum. I mean, the one video hack has gotten, uh, you know, millions of views. Really incredible for it to get millions of views on that one hack. But, uh, you know, I'm at least one of the views. <laughs> so you can't be sneaking that into Israel. Now, I guess the price is really high for fruit roll-ups in Israel, so people are trying to sneak it in, and then they're obviously going to, uh, you know, sell it uh, to make money. Okay, now I guess uh, you can bring in some stuff to Israel, just not 375 pounds worth. They claim that you can bring in 15 kilograms of food products in a shipment but no more than five kilograms of a specific product. Additionally, visitors may only bring items that total less than $200 to Israel. Okay, so if you're sneaking in (laughs) uh, 375 pounds of fruit roll-ups, that does seem to go against what Israel uh, wants from you. Uh, They also claim, and this is what kills me, no wonder people want fruit roll-ups in Israel. Uh, The government in Israel says, we're encouraging our citizens to save their money on inflated fruit roll-ups and try a healthier cucumber option instead. Uh, How about no? Is it a cucumber roll-up? Is it, I'm confused. Either way, no. Uh, You have an opportunity for a a fruit roll-up with a little ice cream in the middle and then rolled up and put it in the freezer you don't even need to put it in the freezer the hack is you take the fruit roll up and you put the ice cream in the middle and then you wrap the fruit roll up around the ice cream and the uh ice cold ice cream makes the fruit roll up freeze which then becomes crispy and you can just bite into it with that little crispy fruit roll up into ice cream actually sounds delicious it certainly sounds a lot more delicious than the healthier cucumber option. All right. A reminder that you can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on social media, Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can also order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR. The cameo is not free. Uh, That will cost you money. Cameo is my pimp. And so whatever you order, that's what I do. You can be happy, mad, sad, whatever you'd like, uh, mean, whatever you want. uh, That's they're my pimp, so you tell them what you want from me, and uh, you pay them the money, and then I'll take my cut. You know, at Jeffy JFR. Uh, 
on Cameo. Okay. All right. Good. Oh, and if you uh, if you want to be part of uh, the game show, what's the lie? Uh, be sure to email chewingthefatattheblaze.com and let me know uh, if you'd like to be a participant in What's the Lie. We had a winner last week. If uh, Hopefully you've heard the episode last Friday, but we did have a winner. So Jesse will be back this week to play, but uh, you never know. Uh, you know, it could go on, but I need contestants for What's the Lie. It's a once a week game show that we play. And uh, if you're not sure what it is, listen to Friday's show. Uh, I mean, shows. Uh, and they have uh, What's the Lie in them. It's it's America's favorite game show. It's what's being called America's favorite game show. So, you know, it's not, it's not me saying that. Well, I mean, it is, but just, just saying. Okay, so, uh, and I'm guessing if you go to blazetv.com slash jeffy, blazetv.com slash jeffy, use the promo code FEDUP. That's going to get you 30% off. Fed up. Promo code fed up. I don't know how long that's going to last. So limited time only. Because normally if you go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code Jeffy, it gets you 10% off. So this time I'm telling you, go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code fed up. I'll get you 30% off. Good time to become a subscriber to Blaze TV. That's one way that helps keep this show free of charge so that you can subscribe to it on whatever platform warms the cockles of your heart. And if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber, uh, you need to subscribe. Okay. Uh, It's free, but nobody likes a free loader. Okay. So just subscribe and feel better about yourself and others. All right, here is uh, the joke of the day for you, okay? Take this with you today and just smile. Uh, As I was stopped by the police around 2 a.m. this morning, the officer asked me where I was going at the time. I replied, I'm on my way to a lecture about alcohol abuse and the effects it has on the human body, as well as the dangers of smoking and staying out late. The officer replied, Really? And who is giving that lecture at this time of night? My wife. (laughs) It doesn't say, but let's just assume that the police officer went, I understand. Get out of here. (laughs) 